Welcome to the Live Life Well podcast for busy women with me, Joanne Bibby. I hope this is a place where you'll find encouragement, inspiration and community to live life well, body, mind and soul. Well, welcome to another episode of the Live Life Well podcast for busy women. And I'm so glad to have you here today, just sharing this journey, sharing this community and our passion for taking care of ourselves and living life to the fullest. And I'm really delighted to have our guest, Claire Tompkins, on today. I'm going to introduce you in a second, Claire, and just to to share Claire's heart with you and her passion for encouraging us as women to own and share our stories, which I think is something that's so important, something I've been thinking a lot about recently. And I just love Claire's heart and her her brain as well. She's got a brilliant brain and she's just a really smart woman with a, a great big heart to encourage others. So Claire, I'm going to tell everyone a bit about you and then you can let me know if there's anything I've missed out. Okay, so Claire is a writer. Her business is called Five Rubies, which you can go away and have a look at. She's a story coach and she's also a self-confessed word geek, which I love. And you help entrepreneurs and leaders find the right words to share with the world, what's in our hearts. And you've helped me lots with that with my business. Um, You're really passionate about stories in all their forms and you love helping others to bring their stories to life as well as writing her own. You're an amazing writer. And just a bit about you, you love quality time with your family running. I will give you a shout out, Claire, you have just done the London Marathon, which is incredible, such an amazing achievement. So massive well done for that. Coffee, which is a very important thing. And notebook stationery. Do you love a bit of stationery, Claire? Yes, I've got stationery coming out of my ears, which which I've realised more recently because we're trying to have a bit of a clear out. So uh, (laughs) yeah, it's a guilty pleasure. It's hard to resist a new notebook though, isn't it? Like you never really have enough. Yes, absolutely. Oh, amazing. (laughs) Tell me if I've missed anything out or even just tell us a little bit how you've come to this point in your life, a bit about your background and what's brought you to this place where you've sort of um, defined your offering and your passion to the world. Mm. I just feel almost lost for words, Joe, with that intro. It was just so beautiful. And um, so thank you. And I, I love the way that you you said, you know, I've got a big heart and I love to share what's in my heart. And that's just really, that really resonates with me. Um, and it was a client said something really similar to me recently, actually, and just said, you know, we just want some, we just need some help to express what's in our hearts. I was like, mm-hmm. yes, that that is what I love to do, um, to help people do that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, that's mostly what you need to know about me. I'm, I'm an ex-lawyer as well. Um, so um, all about the words. I've always been all about the words, really. <laughs> um, just using that in different ways. And um, yeah, that's that's me, really. And I, I live in Nottingham. And I, I love mean. to run. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I'm so impressed. Uh, well, a few things, well, lots of things about you that impressed me, clear, but how you've you've taken that brave step to change directions in your career I think that's a really brave courageous thing to do but I think you're on an amazing path and I've got so much to share with people and but I also really admire how you are passionate about your family and also about your well-being that you do recognize the importance of taking care of yourself so that you can then 
be an inspiration and an encourager for others so I'd love us to tell you tell us what living life well means to you as well as your running and your passions like what what does that phrase conjure up for you yeah yeah and I love the fact that you've just used the word courage because I think living life well for me is really about living into my values um and one of my key values is courage um possibly adventure those two things together um and the other one is creativity and I I've realized that actually intentionally investing in those values enables me really to live the best life I can and be um purposeful and intentional and um you know I have a strong faith so I I kind of believe this is the way I was created and designed and um, these are the values that I have as a result um, of, of how I'm wired and how I was made. So, so yeah, lovely that you just you see me as someone who's <laughs> courageous because that's something I value really highly. Um, oh, ris- risky, some people might say, but um, <laughs> um, yeah. So I think that's that's what living life well means to me. And and actually, on the flip side, I if I feel kind of a bit out of whack or discontented or a bit low, like I did last week, actually, it's a really good checkpoint to come back and go, actually, am I intentionally living into my values at the moment? Mm. Um, And if I'm not, then that's a sort of a a check to to readdress that. Yeah, that can be really helpful check-in, isn't it? Like, are the mm. are the things I'm giving my time to giving me life or are they draining me? And if, if they're draining you, they're probably not fitting in with your values, are they? So that's just good to even like once a month or like you say, if you notice yourself feeling a bit out of sorts, just bringing it back in, checking in with ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, so I love those words you've picked that help you live life well so courage adventure and creativity which I think they're so important for all of us to feel like we're really living aren't they to not just be like sort of stuck in a rut or not taking risks like you said um and I think most of the women I meet are definitely courageous we've all got a story they've always been things that we've overcome but I think sometimes we can forget to keep pushing ourselves out of our comfort zones and trying new things and being adventurous and being creative as well I think a lot of us think oh we're not creative um so I think there there are two things that maybe we could check with ourselves like are we giving ourselves opportunities to be adventurous or creative they're things are great at when we're kids aren't they Um, yeah but sometimes as we get older we can almost like shrink or write ourselves off I think yeah I, I love those things that you've picked how how have you sort of come to them as your values have, have there been like sort of tools you've used or points in your life where you've thought I really want to sort of define the values that are important to me how did mm. you sort of arrive at those ones it's really interesting that you've mentioned um things that you enjoyed in childhood because mm. I think that is a really powerful thing to consider and if I look back to what I was like as a child um I was very creative and quite adventurous. And um, a couple of examples, I used to sit um, in the branches of our tree reading (laughs) for hours and just losing myself in that kind of creative world um, of stories and adventures. And um, 
used to you know we lived in the countryside I used to fly down these terrifying hills on my bike you know back in those days didn't have helmets did we (laughs) Um, and go off exploring for hours my poor mother I think almost one on one occasion she almost called the police it's just horrifying to think about as a parent now myself Um, but those those things sometimes like you said I think they kind of get lost as we we go we get older um those those things that we're really naturally skilled at and passionate about as as children um so sometimes it's nice to kind of reflect back on oh what what brought me alive as a child and what did I spend a lot of time doing um you know those are the things that that make you who you are so I found I've just found that really helpful and then as I've come into being an adult kind of thinking how, what does that look like for me now um so things like running the marathon for example is a really big example of digging into my courage and adventure value and um and it really dovetails with creativity as well and and you know I never used to call myself a creative person at all because I thought well I'm not brilliant at art surely that's what creativity looks like but you know we are all very creative people that's how we're all made and wired we create beauty mm. um naturally and instinctively and that just looks different for different people yes absolutely and I love that idea of looking back at your childhood and thinking of those mm. things that you love that you enjoyed that brought you to life and that can be a really helpful thing when we're thinking about our well-being and maybe noticing that we have stopped feeling like that and maybe if we're Mm. thinking about ways we can take care of ourselves or things we can add into our life to bring us that those feelings of really feeling alive and like our soul is alive that's a really good exercise to do is let me just sit down with a notebook and write down those things that you love like you're talking about sort of being out in nature and climbing and riding and reading those are the things you loved and that's sort of you come full circle back to those you've made space for those in your life because life gets busy people have responsibilities and demands but actually it's like carving back some of that time isn't it taking back some of that time and filling it with those things that we really love that will bring Mm. us life yeah absolutely yeah yeah and and a a practical tool I've used is I mean Brené Brown's written some brilliant stuff on this subject um and there's lots of great resources out there and and it's uh it is a work in progress I have gone gone back and revisited my values again recently like personally and also for the business um just to kind of check am I still in alignment with with really what my heart is and what I'm passionate about so yeah that's a a great tool the Brenny Brown I was just googling it there as you were mentioning I'll pop a link to it in our notes from the podcast there's she's got like a list of 100 values hasn't she and she encourages you to sort of narrow it down to two or three and I find that so helpful and it really helps you know what to say yes and no to which I found is a really helpful tool like if if someone asks you to do something which sounds good you're like does this align with my values is this what I want my life to be about so I think that's a really helpful exercise to do which would also Mm. encourage you to do just have a look at those values and see which ones really leap out at you what are the ones that are the most important to you and that just helps you it's a great tool for life isn't it yeah absolutely and and you know it's difficult as well (laughs) yeah so I would say you know print it off go through see if you can circle or highlight 10 (laughs) yes and then sort of whittle it down from there um 
but yeah lots of great resources out there and she's a real she talks a lot about values so oh yeah we love a bit of brainy don't we she's fantastic (laughs) okay well sort of thinking about creativity then and going back to the idea of these stories so storytelling and why that's important why do you think Claire especially as women it's really powerful to sort of know and own and share our stories so I, I love hearing people's stories like so what, what I love about the podcast is I love having guests like you all and a wonderful guest that just have something I think we all have something incredible to share and I love giving people a platform for that but why do you think that's important for all of us yeah yeah I mean you've just touched on it there you know gosh that stories are so powerful I really could as I said to you earlier I could talk for hours so to Joe, you know me in because I could talk for hours on this um but I think this is just a beautiful place to start just to just to know that truth that actually we all have unique stories and experiences that are so valuable um and so powerful so that's that's why it's important to really own them um and not not to think oh, actually nothing important has happened to me in my life that's worth sharing like nobody wants to hear my story you know that it's just really untrue mm. um our stories are what make up make us who we are you know me just saying I used to sit in a tree and read books that's just a little snapshot of who I am um and my personality um and it's often the day-to-day kind of fairly ordinary stories that are the ones that can be the most powerful that people really connect with. Um, so if that's the main thing you take away from today, if you're listening to this, you know, that that is a massive win. <laughs> yes. um, just knowing that, uh, that none of our experiences are, are insignificant. Um, and yeah, that, that was the, that's the kind of fundamental belief really that's that drives everything I do yeah amazing I love that you give people that space and that plot platform and sort of encouragement to look at our own stories and think mm. how they can be powerful just for us to know and own and um, there might be parts of our stories that we don't like that we don't want to think about but even in those those places there's something to learn and to share and I think they're just so yeah they're so attractive stories aren't they like look at the number of autobiographies that get sold and we love we love to hear stories but maybe we think like you say ours isn't much nothing significant to tell but I think that's that would be my encouragement too that even your story there's something wonderful for you to learn and others to learn from it do you do you find that maybe in your work with women or your other clients that that's something that sort of holds people back from sort of being able to tell or acknowledge our stories thinking it's just not mm. it's not worthwhile it's not nothing of significance yeah yeah absolutely and just thinking oh no no one wants to hear about that mm. that's not very exciting um and I was working with a client recently who was was telling me about she's she's an architect she's a very gifted architect and she I was trying to kind of unpick where that passion has come from, you know, originally. And then a lot of these things that, like we've said, are rooted in childhood. So just to kind of pull out these seemingly ordinary details about her childhood and what she used to spend her time doing, what she was passionate about, just then forms a beautiful picture of who she is and her skills and why she does what she does now. 
Um, but definitely that sense that nobody wants to hear what I have to say, I think really holds people back. Lot, lots of things may hold people back. On the flip side, it might be, um, what if someone judges me for saying something that's outrageous? <laughs> um, but often it's the other end of the spectrum, I think. Um, so it's just, yeah, just it's just important to just to know that truth that actually people are interested in what you have to say and ordinary details of your life. And when you share those, people feel seen and understood and yeah. um, it helps them. I heard, I heard this beautiful quote once that I can't take credit for at all. I think I heard it on a podcast um, and someone saying, you know, when you share your story with someone else, it's like you're stood next to them, lending them your strength when perhaps they don't have enough strength and courage of their own. And I just thought, I love that. Um, I love that sense that actually our stories are not only part of who we are, but they are a gift mm. that we can give to other people. Um, yeah. So I think that's a really nice perspective. Yeah. Yeah, to, to not hold back because what you have to share could just be the key for someone else to feel mm. not alone or understood or empathized with and I love I was just looking at your business name behind you've got a really nice sign if you're listening to this with your five rubies logo and it's really like digging for treasure isn't it encouraging women to share their stories is sort of sharing the treasure that's in you with the world around you isn't it like we can we contain such treasure as women with, with all the good and the bad things that we've been through in our lives up till now but there's such yeah there's so such precious value in what you have inside you and it's like the world needs that doesn't it yeah absolutely and actually one of my photos on my website is uh I inherited some precious stones from my my grandpa who was a geologist when he was alive mm -hmm. and um so I, I just love there's some photos of me of just holding these these stones and one of them's a ruby like really kind of rough cuts mm -hmm. um ruby and just that sense like yeah yeah these these stories these parts of us are so precious and um things have happened to us um for a reason and actually we can we can share them as gifts for other people yeah and there can be real healing and it can't by sort of going back and owning and acknowledging the things that you've been through and that have happened they can be painful they can be hard to mm. go back to and then retell but there's real power and healing in that isn't there of owning that and mm. looking, looking for the good and looking for the treasure in it yeah, so I think when I was reflecting on this kind of in the context of living life well mm. for, for your listeners, um, I was thinking, there's, for me, there's two angles to this beautiful tool of mm. storytelling. Um, and the first angle for me is kind of the, the benefit to us personally to doing this um, from, you know, from a well-being point of view. And I was thinking, you know, you might traditionally think every story needs a listener and a, a teller, but sometimes both of those roles can be you. Mm. Um, they can be stories that you tell yourself and you listen to. And I found that very helpful to help me process and understand experiences. Um, and there are different ways that I, that I do that, which I can share in a minute, but recently, so running the marathon was an amazing experience it was also pretty traumatic <laughs> and stressful because of a few a few things that happened so actually being able to process that 
verbally with a friend who also ran her first marathon in the week after was really helpful for both of us just to try and make sense of you know what the heck has just happened yeah. <laughs> um like after you, you've had a baby I think it just kind of go whoa what has happened and actually um being able to find a safe way and a, and a nourishing way to to tell that story um I found very helpful um to help me process um and to just acknowledge how you know how it's made me feel before I start start to try and understand it a little bit more um so and and like you say that that can be a way that you start to heal as well if it's an experience that's particularly traumatic Mm. um actually being able to relate that story to somebody um can be very very helpful yeah definitely and we're going to sort of go on in a minute to look at how we can use our story in our businesses because I think there's probably quite Mm. a few um, female entrepreneurs like us listening to the podcast which that's something that's really helped me with my business and like I said you've been helping me with which has been really helpful but before we go into that part of our conversation um are there sort of ways we can use this if if you're not a businesswoman um maybe it is through sort of like you're saying using storytelling as a sort of reflective tool or maybe I'm thinking of kind of like journaling I love that idea of just using it to be more mindful sort of for reflection um so you're talking about the marathon and it just really helped you to verbalize that someone who'd been through a shared experience but when life is busy and we're just sort of going from one thing to another, there is a risk we can stop taking time to sort of reflect and process things. So mm. I can imagine how sort of storytelling, like even you're saying to ourselves, reflecting over things to ourselves can be a really powerful tool. So do you have any tips how practically we can use storytelling to support our well-being? Yeah, absolutely. So I've I've talked about talking. <laughs> talked yeah. about talking. Um, <laughs> to other people and um, you know that that doesn't come that naturally to me it might surprise you to hear that but I, mm. I find it challenging to actually verbalize how I'm feeling mm. but I've learned that it is so helpful so I've had to really dig into that and um, I've, I've done counseling in the past for example when I've been through um, challenges with, around my mental health and being able to dig into that and actually tell those stories to someone else has been really, really helpful. Um, but the, I mean, the other two things I would say, um, journaling, my goodness, that, that is a, such a powerful tool. I mean, the, there is something about putting pen to paper and allowing those thoughts and emotions to come out of your head and onto the page. That is so helpful. Um, and sometimes what I write in my journal surprises me you know, something comes out of my pen, I think, oh, okay, that's interesting. Um, you know, what what's that about? Let's explore that. So I, I find that a, a super helpful tool for processing. Um, and if you if you find the prospect of journaling um challenging or daunting, um, setting a timer can be a really, really nice thing to do, even just to go right, I'm set a timer for two minutes and I'm just gonna write the top of my page today. I have or today I feel and just see what comes out you know it's not for anyone else it's just for you doesn't have to be beautiful prose 
doesn't have to be grammatically correct. It can be random words, but it's just that 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 tool really to to help help us process. Um, and then the other thing I do is, um, and I'm laughing because it's quite funny, is I I find movement is super helpful for this kind of processing. And mm. last weekend, um, I went on a writing retreat and um, was working on my own kind of um, novel that I'm writing. And um, if I if I come across a plot hole that I don't know what to do about, I just go for a walk and I talk myself through it <laughs> as I walk. And it will normally go something like, oh, she said that, therefore he, she has to know that then. And then he goes here and then this happens. And I literally kind of story tell my way through um through this through the the plots and I kind of organize it all in my head as I walk and there's something about physically taking those steps that really works well with the kind of mentally taking those steps through the story as well mm. um so that's something again that I find super helpful um just mm. to put the movement behind it as well yeah, and I think that helps your creativity, like you said, doesn't it? Just getting outside, get away from your desk, moving, being out in nature. I notice that I'm much more creative if I take yeah. time away and take time out. So that's a good encouragement as well. And yeah, I was just thinking about what you were saying about how even you have struggled to sort of own your story and to put down onto paper and how counselling's helped you. And I really identify with that. Um, like sometimes our stories are a bit, too painful to start by ourselves aren't mm. there sometimes we need a bit of help and support even to start to to sort of own our stories and if if you're if that's the case with you you're thinking this this feels a bit unsafe and I would absolutely recommend I think both of us would recommend finding that safe person whether it's a counsellor or a really trusted friend just to start unpacking that story with and then as yeah. you do that and bring healing to those spaces that you've maybe not been able to go to before that's when that's where the sort of healing happens and then you can start to own it and then realize what you've been through can be shared to support and help other people to then go on that mm. journey can't it yeah for sure and I and I think you you, you I get a sense of when if an, if an experience I've had has been a painful traumatic one you know I I I sense that there's in emotions are just still a bit raw to even begin to start properly processing it and sometimes there's a there's a time and a place isn't there for just kind of mm. going actually I just need to kind of nurture myself here and um that you know the time for reflection and understanding will come later <laughs> but yeah. for now I just need to really be gentle and calm with myself when and when those those emotions aren't quite as raw and they're not so close to the surface um then yeah so it, it's just it's all about self-awareness really isn't yeah. it and, and learning how you process and what you need to do yeah um, but knowing, knowing that there is yeah. power and there is um yeah real healing and something really positive to be shared from that um Mm. And I love what you're saying about journaling. I think that is one of these habits that's so good for our well-being. That's like it's quite hard to do sometimes yeah. to get around to doing, but once you've made it a habit and you feel the benefit of it, it's something that you'll probably want to keep doing. It's just carving out that little bit of space. And like you said, starting small. If if sitting and writing for an hour seems absolutely terrifying or overwhelming, just 
putting five minutes aside a day to reflect on your day just noticing isn't it noticing and being curious about how you're feeling what's been going on that day maybe noticing patterns and who knows you might start journaling five days a week and then end up like you writing a novel in a few months a few years who knows (laughs) (laughs) it's yeah yeah with that it's part of your creativity isn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. We, love a, we love a small habit because it's those small habits that compound, doesn't it, and have that positive impact on our well-being over time. And just noticing how you do feel after doing that for a week. Do you feel sort of calmer and less anxious because you're getting those thoughts out of your head? And yeah. is it something that you do want to sort of continue sort of part of your well-being, um, like backpack of tools to to grab? And yeah, and so yeah, that's so good. And something I think is really simple to apply and, and do to free and easy way to improve our well-being just noticing how we're feeling popping it down onto paper absolutely and I do I'm one of these people who wakes up in the morning with a brain full of busyness and thoughts which is it's great but I found journaling is just a a lovely way of just kind of settling that down (laughs) trying to capture some of those thoughts and just lowering my uh, cortisol or I'm not an expert in that kind of thing we just kind of calm myself down setting myself up for the day so I'm not feeling quite as frantic yeah yeah absolutely I think as busy women especially we have so much going around our heads don't we that we carry around with us just these constant spinning plates and things we have to remember things we want to do so just to get those things out of our head onto paper like last thing at night or first thing in the morning can be really helpful um and then it's to see what else is in there like what else other creative thoughts do we have don't like celebrate something that's happened that it's not all all the hard stuff that we're writing down all the the negative painful things it's all like the ideas and the dreams and all those things too isn't it yeah Uh, i mean absolutely well i mean my my notebooks are a testament to that <laughs> all kinds of things the sheer volume of them yeah yeah <laughs> no it's great it's that yeah. beautiful mixture yeah. of everything isn't it um so that's that's fantastic just really great easy tips we can grab and implement but thinking more about in our businesses because me and you had a session recently where you did some sort of storytelling coaching with me to help me get a bit more clear about my focus where I want to take my business and how what I could offer to to my clients and my yeah my sort of audience so that was so helpful for me to have that time and space to think about that and narrow that down so what are ways that you help people with in terms of using their story in their businesses and in how they they serve and support other people and what they offer Mm. yeah so this is what I love to do and I I think um storytelling particularly particularly for people who perhaps find this whole visibility thing a little bit challenging Mm. um and would sooner go and hide under their duvet (laughs) which I would sometimes prefer to do too um I think you know sharing our experiences and our stories is can be such a beautiful communication tool um for so many reasons um I mean I touched earlier that actually um, our own story always help us to process and make sense of things and I think that is how we all process and make sense of things as well so using that in the context of your business to talk about what's in your heart and talk about what you're passionate about and what you do um, really helps you connect with your audience on a bit of a deeper level um, because you're sharing things that you've been through so you're sharing empathy um, 
and it's it feels like a a very sort of authentic way of talking to people um so i mean i i love to just to, to help people who kind of sense of what they what they do and a sense of who they love to work with perhaps a sense of kind of what their mission is but actually finding the words to really express those things is challenging so um being able to sit with somebody and ask a lot of questions and suggest different words and help them help them um discover those stories and express them and find the right words um it's really really powerful so um yeah and you know by sharing your story as a business owner you're you're inviting your audience in and you're helping them feel understood and feel seen um so yeah it can be a really powerful tool i think particularly for maybe for female entrepreneurs as well who who find that yeah find that being confident and talking about what they do perhaps a little bit challenging yeah and it does give you confidence to be able to articulate what you want to offer well I think as you're networking and meeting new people on your on your social on your website just having those I think you help give people language to what mm. is on their hearts and I think most female entrepreneurs I know are very heart-centered people they they yeah want to have a successful business but they also want to make a difference and to really serve and love their the people they're reaching so I think you get that you are one and um, I think that's a really helpful thing that you can support people with and I would totally encourage people to come to you and have one or many sessions with you to help narrow down that focus it's kind of what we we're talking about at the start isn't it it's about knowing what your values are having that self-awareness and bringing that narrow focus down so that you really know what it is you're offering and who you can help the most. Yeah, that? yeah, absolutely. And, and values are a really lovely place to start as well. Mm. Um, and I talk a lot about um, kind of getting those foundations in place first, so getting really clear on your values and your kind of your big, um, your mission, your vision, um putting language to all those things then gives you a a wonderful place to start from um and then starting to explore those stories around your business and your life that really inform that and really help your audience get a clearer sense of who you are and what matters to you and how you work um and all these things yeah, so, like yeah. Use that word connection I think that's what it's about isn't it it's, it's connecting with our heart and our values and then that if we know that and communicate that well, which you help us do, it then helps us connect with the right people, doesn't it? That we'll, our heart will connect with their heart and we'll know that we're a good match for each other. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I, I did a, I wrote a blog last week um, just sharing my kind of the story behind Five Rubies and why I started it. Mm. And really, um, the idea behind that was, you know, how how does your audience know if there's that connection mm. um, or resonance? You know, how do they know if they if they resonate with you? Um, and it's kind of giving them giving them this language and these these stories behind your business and and about you, so that they can make that decision and they can either say yes, I resonate with this person, or no, I don't, and both are fine. Yes, <laughs> but it's much kinder to um to to give them that opportunity rather than trying to appeal to everybody which of course we can't yeah so, um, 
and that sometimes yeah. comes like a place of fear doesn't it wanting to appeal to everyone thinking yeah. that what we've got isn't enough just for our target group but it's better for both of you to know isn't it it's better for you to know that you're a good match for your client and for them to know as well it sort of saves you both wasting time doesn't it yeah absolutely and, and there are some people who and you can probably if, if you're listening to this in your business owner you, you can probably think of a client who you have loved working with mm. and they have been a delight and they are the reason you do what you do you can probably also think of someone else either who you did not enjoy working with or who you've observed online perhaps and just thought that is not I don't really resonate with that person so um yeah and and that's that's fine in fact that's a really good thing yeah that's a really helpful observations it's a helpful thing to think about in terms of how you're communicating and thinking of that person that could be then like your client avatar your ideal customer and to speak yeah. to them isn't it through your posts and your website and your communication speak to that person you'll attract other people along the way too but if you keep that person in mind that's like a really good tool isn't it to use in in sharing what you offer in a part of your business yeah absolutely yeah So obviously, if someone comes and speaks to you one to one, they'll get the wealth of your wisdom and knowledge. But is there any sort of simple things you could encourage us to do as entrepreneurs to help us tell our story well in our businesses? Yes, absolutely. Yes, I've I've got a few kind of just practical things to think about. So first of all, you know, when you're thinking about communicating with your audience I love to start from a place of service so thinking you know if I'm sharing my story it's not about me it's about how can I serve my audience through sharing this whether that's um in in different contexts whether it's through a piece of content whether you're speaking to someone one-to-one whatever that looks like um start from the place of service and think you know like we've touched on who who am I who do I want to speak to here who do I want to serve and how can I best do that um so that's the first thing really it's just a really lovely place to start in terms of your mindset um and then secondly it's so important to be intentional so um think about you know what what's the purpose behind what I'm sharing here again and how do I best serve my audience what what do I want them to walk away with when I share my story with them Mm. um how do I want them to feel um think about the emotion in the story and how you want to um, pass that on to your audience. So do I want them to feel inspired? Do I want them to feel moved? Do I want them to feel indignant? You know, what what's that emotion? That's where the connection is. Um, so, yeah, start from a place of service and then be super intentional about what the purpose is behind the story that you're sharing. Mm. Um, and then the third thing really is, just to think about the formats of how you share um, your stories, whether you're showing up online, um, in person, in a group context, are you sharing from a, a big stage or are you speaking to someone one-to-one? Um, are you writing something? Are you are you doing a video? Are you doing a podcast? You know, so just, just think about, again, how can I best serve my audience? And also, what do I really enjoy? <laughs> what do I love doing? It, mm. You know, if standing on a stage absolutely horrifies you, maybe do something that you brings you joy instead um, to, you know, to engage with your audience. Um, and I'm a massive fan of keeping things really simple. This is not 
the opportunity to share your autobiography. This might just be one tiny snapshot of you that will really speak to your audience and, and forge those connections. Um, so, and then the fourth thing really, which we've touched on is, is to check in and, and consider how this has felt for you. Is there anything you want to do differently? Um, storytelling is a skill, but you can learn it. And, and through practice, um, you can feel less like you want to just shrink <laughs> and more that you can enjoy doing it and engage with your audience um, in that way. So seek feedback if that's something you feel comfortable with. Um, I love to learn. I like to be in progress, you know, all the time. But equally, um, getting feedback can sometimes be difficult. So, so yeah, just just reflect on that process, really. So those are my those are my top tips. So you know, seek to serve first. Be super intentional. Um, think about how you're sharing the story and the formats that best serves your audience and you. And then how are you going to check in and reflect um, afterwards? Oh, that is so good. I'm going to listen back to this and make notes because I love that. I love practical point-by-point <laughs> tips, but these are things I think we can all implement. And even if you're not a woman in business, just thinking about how important and powerful your story is. I really hope mm. that if you're listening to this, um, wherever you're listening, whoever you are, that you just hear that you are really important. Your story is powerful and valuable. And just check in with the story you've been telling yourself about that, about how you see yourself and there's a really beautiful vulnerability I think isn't there and sharing a bit of ourselves yeah. and sharing our stories that gives other people permission to then also be vulnerable and share theirs mm. I think sometimes if we're a bit shyer or less confident we can think I don't want to like impose what like my story on other people it's not interesting but to know that it has value like it's got such value you know who you are what your story has been to get to where you are is powerful and important and um, so I really hope you hear that um, but I love what you said about doing it in a way that brings you joy like especially in your business so if the thought of like going live or doing a YouTube video just absolutely horrifies you then then write it like you you write the most amazing blog so write it down and then that blog then has got so much value that you can then take out of there and use as social media posts so it's it's great I think you won't do it unless you enjoy it well you, you don't have to do everything yeah. you don't have to be on TikTok and LinkedIn or on YouTube like find that like you're saying the way that most inspires you to share what you have to share and do do more of that just do it yeah absolutely and that reminds me actually that like I am all about the words last week I saw um a reel on Instagram that somebody had used a series of videos and images to tell the story of her day and I just thought that was another beautiful example of um yeah just just showing that journey because that's that's really just what a story is it's it's a, it's a, it's a journey um that shows some kind of change and transformation throughout it and and you can show that and um present that to your audience in so many different ways so yeah yeah and it's going back to being creative isn't yeah. it like been been creating yeah. you tell your story so if you're a photographer show us yeah what you've been doing for the day like show us the few photographs yeah. or words or pictures and just let it let it flow we're excited to hear yeah. more stories I hope you feel encouraged to share yours oh Claire that's been so amazing 
I like we said at the start we could talk for hours and I could easily <laughs> do that but I won't keep you too much longer but I'd love us just to know if people would like to continue this conversation with you if they'd like to find you maybe read some of your blogs or find out how they can work with you where can we do that how can we stay in touch yeah great so um the best place to start is probably my website um which is fiverubies.co.uk um and on there you'll be able to read a bit about me um I've got a few blogs on there and if you would like to I write a weekly um email to my email list so if you'd like to sign up to that it's called story gems <laughs> um then then we can put a link in the show notes as well for that um and then I I am on social media as well um I'm on LinkedIn um as myself <laughs> as Claire Tompkins yeah. um and then I'm on Instagram and Facebook as well um at five rubies and also at Claire Tompkins so feel Fantastic. free to reach out connect with me lots of ways to stay in touch amazing yeah um, and find yeah. out maybe how you can work one-to-one with you as well that'd be all, all on the website yeah yeah that's that's on the website yeah yeah oh perfect oh okay. that's been so good I've loved chatting to you and I've loved getting to know you and hear more of your story <laughs> and what's your story going forward and let's just all share our stories more and give people permission to do that back to us um, so Claire just to finish on a fun note please would you tell us if it was your last meal on earth what would you choose oh yes I almost <laughs> forgot about that <laughs> um as somebody who really loves her food this is quite a tricky one um but I think um oh gosh I th- I think it probably has to be tapas because I do enjoy enjoy that type of food. I think because it is so sociable and um, you get to try lots and lots of different flavours. And my my first proper trip with my husband 20 years ago was to Barcelona and we had some wonderful tapas. So lovely memories attached to it. So I think that'll be my last meal. Oh, and it's a good one to choose because you can have lots of different things. <laughs> You don't have to choose yes. one thing for it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And there's something beautiful about yeah. eating together and sharing our stories over food, isn't there? Like that idea of just being around a table with good food and sharing stories is a beautiful thing to do, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Oh, amazing, Claire. Well, thank you so much for your time today. It's been absolutely wonderful to have you on and chat with you. And I hope everyone's feeling, feeling inspired to be more creative, to get their thoughts onto paper and share their stories with the world. Amazing. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. I really hope you've had some inspiration to look after yourself, body, mind and soul and feel as well as you deserve to do. Please remember to subscribe and share this podcast if it's been helpful for you. And I'll see you again soon with another episode and some more amazing guests. Take care.